Welcome to the Two Months Podcast presented by BioSteel. I'm your host, Joshua Marshall. Welcome back to the Two Months Podcast, presented by BioSteel. I'm your host, Joshua Marshall. Today on the podcast, we have a very special guest. He is the player that I idolized throughout my hockey career. He is the player that I looked up to uh, on and off the ice, and that is Doug Gilmore. Uh, I cannot thank Doug Gilmore enough for joining us today on the Two Months Podcast. Uh, He is my favorite player of all time. And a big thanks and great stick taps, nice stick taps to our good friend Mike Fuda, uh, two-time Stanley Cup champ. Foods uh, just uh, did an amazing job uh, lining this inter- interview up for us, and I cannot thank him enough. Uh, so you'll hear Phil and I, Phil Stockley and I, do the interview with Doug Gilmore. Uh, that is the uh, other co-host who was with us here on the Two Months Podcast. Uh, so Phil uh, joined us today and. Again, it was uh, it was awesome. It was amazing to uh, sit down and uh, you know have a good forty to forty five minute conversation with Doug Gilmore. I know we didn't get into everything. Uh, he tells amazing stories here. I think everyone was going to be able to hear that uh, and understand that you know at times you can only uh, fit in so many questions, and there's a lot that probably wasn't uh, brought up. But uh, you know that always leaves the opportunity to have him back on again, and uh, you know close the loop and open up more of those conversations. But, uh, you know, it was amazing to, uh, to sit down and have a conversation with uh, someone that uh, means a lot to me and uh, is the reason why I'm a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. And uh, never in a million years did I ever think uh, doing this podcast, starting this thing four years ago, that, it able to be, that I was able to sit down and interview Doug Gilmore. It's always a dream, but the dreams sometimes don't always come true, and this time it did. Um, you know, it's a, it's been an amazing start to 2023 for us. Uh, we cannot thank everyone enough. Um, you know, I know I'm a believer and I know sometimes that can be a, you know, a tough thing at times for people to, to talk about and it makes some people feel uncomfortable. But, uh, for me, 
um, one of the biggest things for me is I prayed on a lot of things this year to happen. And, uh, that was, this was one of them, uh, with other things. And, you know, we're going to get the able, we're going to be at the John Reed Memorial tournament. And, uh, it sounds like we're going to get to interview Jerome McGinley. And that's another, uh, player that, uh, is amazing to me on and off the ice. Um, so I'm looking forward to kind of doing that and connecting with people at the John Reed Memorial. Um, so I hope everyone enjoys this interview with Doug Gilmore. Uh, again, thanks to our, our good friend, Mike Fuda for setting this up. Uh, I cannot thank him enough. Uh, so give, give him some stick taps here for doing that. And without further ado, I won't ramble on any longer. Let's get to our interview with Doug Gilmore. Gilmore centered it. Chuck is there with Borshevsky. Borshevsky turning, centered it. Anderchuk knocked down. So was Gilmore. Here's a loose puck. And Rudy knocked that away to the right. Kept him on the count. Closing in. Shot. Rudy the save. Rebound. Score. Gilmore. 3-1. Maple Leafs. This is off to Stewart. Back for Nolan. Ah, trying to make a move on the cave, but lost control of the puck. Here's Gilmore. Could be two on one. Cote joins. Gilmore shoots. Mutz fans, our next guest, played 1,474 NHL regular season games where he went on to rack up over 400 goals, actually 450 goals, 964 assists for over 1,300 points. He also played 82 game, 182 games in the playoffs and had 100, over 188 points. He went on to win the Canada Cup and also the Stanley Cup. He also won the Frank J. Selke Award in 1993, and he got the call to the hall as he got inducted to the Hockey Hall of Fame in 2011. We'd like to welcome Doug Gilmore to the Too Much Podcast. Dougie, how's it going? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thanks, man. It's a, it's a huge honor, man. It's, uh, as we're saying just before we hit record here, it's, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a diehard Leafs fan here in uh, Edmonton, Alberta, and you're the reason why I'm a Leaf fan, and we'll get into all that talk as we get going here, and I can't thank you enough, but how's, uh, how's things going with you? I know things are going to get pretty busy for you here, but how are things right now in your neck of the woods? Yeah, no, things are great. It's uh, it's about two degrees here, so it's not bad. Uh, I'm in Burlington, Ontario, and um, I'm sitting outside my man cave getting ready to watch the game after we're done the interview, and it's just... Uh, you know, through COVID and everything else, um, you know, there's payback time. And so it was a busy summer last year and now we're, uh, we're getting busy again. So it's, uh, it's good. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, before we kind of jump into your career here, uh, we can't thank our, our good friend, Mike Fuda enough for setting this interview up. Uh, uh, talk about, uh, your kind of relationship with foods and, uh, how much he means to you. He's a, he's a beauty to us and I love <laughs> the guy. And what, how much does he mean to you, uh, Doug? I guess, you know what? I'm glad to be a part of this, but he called me last night 
Yeah. And <laughs> it says, Hey, can you do me a favor? And no, Kutz is great. Uh, again, you know, it's a uh, well-established guy, uh, did great in uh, LA obviously. And, um, hopefully gets back in the league at some point in time, but he, he's been a good friend and, um, that's all I can say. He's, uh, he's awesome. Yeah, no, for sure. He's, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a beauty for sure. So Phil, uh, we'll throw it to you and, uh, we'll do some minor hockey talk with our, uh, with killer here. Yeah. So I, uh, I was asked to kind of touch with you on minor hockey and, and where, like, where did it all start for you? Like when, like as far back as you can remember, like I got, I got kids right now, they're playing U11 and U7 and it's, Honestly, it's the best. Like as a dad, like I love going to the rink and watching them play. Uh, so where did it start for you? Well, I was born and raised in Kingston, Ontario. And um, I was probably three, four years old. Uh, my brother played in London nights with Daryl Sittler, Dan Maloney. And, um, you know, my brother was my idol kind of growing up. And we played in the minors um, for about seven years. Uh, actually, Grapes coached them in uh, Rochester. And Graves always said, he goes, your, your brother was so much better than you. Just, just to say, yeah. And in, but in a good way, because he, he had all the skill. Uh, I guess the, the biggest thing with uh, my brother back in the days, um, he didn't like criticism through coaches and, and management. So instead of uh, sucking it up, he said more or less, whatever. So, um, <laughs> Again, I I grew up in Kingston. Like I said, um, Don Cherry's coach of the Boston Bruins, and we have uh, Rick Smith and uh, Wayne Cashman that played in uh, Boston. Um, and I wore number four. I was a defenseman growing up in minor hockey. I got drafted to junior as a defenseman, and so you know, at number four, Bobby Orr. Number four, Doug Gilmore. So yeah. that's how, that's how I kind of put it. And it was, it was something that, uh, you know, again, I, I got drafted as a defenseman to Cornwall and in reality, um, the guy that drafted me, Gordy Woods, uh, he's a Kingston guy and they won the Memorial cup that year, uh, the year before me, uh, with Dale Howard, Chuck and, uh, Scotty O'Neill and the list goes on with the players there, Danny Dewey and, so I weighed in at uh, 140 pounds in training camp and they said, by the way, you're a centerman. And so in reality was I, I, I'm back in the zone as a, as a defenseman and you're back in the zone as a centerman. So you could see the whole ice. So, um, hang on one second guys. Yeah. Yeah. No worries. My my dog's barking okay. out here. It fits, the, it fits in with the podcast. The two mutts, we got the bark. It's all good. No, there's 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 a, a raccoon outside. Oh, okay. And um, <laughs> can you, Sonia? Can you take her in, please? Okay, she's trying to catch her. So yeah. I apologize. No, it's but all good. It's all good. <laughs> but but it's it, it's something that uh, you know what I got the uh, ball and. Again, one of them a couple years before, and the leadership was Dale Howard Chuck. And um, I played against Dale since I was seven years old from Kingston to Oshawa and um, got to play with him in junior, and he was awesome. So, um, again, it, it was something that, you know what, I, I, you don't know if you can make it, but at the same time, 
Um, you know, I, my, I think it was my seventh game in the league. I broke my collarbone. I got cross-checked into the post, and those posts didn't move in those days. And at the end of the day, uh, it worked out well. And then, you know, uh, the next year, Scotty O'Neill left and uh, Dale Howardchuck, and um, I had a chance to be the number one center, and it kind of took off from there. That's awesome. I was I was just wondering, like, while you were saying that, at what year or age did you kind of start to to stand out as a hockey player? And people might have said, like, this this kid could probably go somewhere. Well, I don't really think a lot of people said that because of my size and um, the criticism on, on my side. Like for me, it it promoted me as far as okay, really. You think I'm small and it's like when you put your equipment on, you don't feel small. Yeah. So, um, it's in my book. My, my dad taught me a really good lesson when I was probably 12 years old. Um, again, our league was up here, uh, Belleville, Kingston, um, Trenton, Oshawa and Peterborough. That was it. So we had a game and um, I had three goals that night and or after, kind of afternoon in those days. And so get home, I go to get my equipment out of the car. My dad says, leave it there. I said, what do you mean? He goes, you had three goals tonight. Everything came natural, but you didn't do it. You didn't work hard. So we're playing again the next day. I didn't get a point. And I walked right in the house and my dad said, get your equipment. It's the best game I've ever seen you play. You worked hard today. So taught me a quick lesson. The Two Months Podcast is presented by BioStill. Use promo code TwoMontsPod25, that's TwoMontsPod25, all capitals, to get 25% off your order at checkout when you go to BioStill.ca. Also, the Two Months Podcast is presented by SeatGeek. Use promo code TwoMontsPod, all capitals, that's TwoMontsPod, to get $20 off your purchase at checkout. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And uh, so, you know, you get drafted to St. Louis. Uh, how much did that mean to you? And, you know, getting, uh, you know, going through that process and, you know, finally making it, obviously when you get drafted, that's part of, that's, that's a big part of the work, but obviously getting to, uh, you know, play some games there and uh, a great five years there, but uh, talk about, uh, you know, the chance to, you know, to kind of hone your craft with the St. Louis blues. Yeah, it's, um, it's, you know, I got drafted in the seventh round and it was like, I had a chip on my shoulder and going back into training camp in Cornwall my last year, you know, it, uh, there's a guy that played in the league, uh, played with Winnipeg, Mike Eagles. And I got in a fight with him. I think it was my second game in the league, uh, my third year, sorry. And um, he's a lefty and I'm a lefty. I didn't know he was a lefty. And he broke my nose and cheekbone. And it was like, okay, I, I guess I better uh, not fight that much and, and yeah. try to play the game. So um, I, I had a great year. I had 177 points my last year, and it was uh, kind of a surreal year. And then I got, I didn't sign, like, I went to Germany, uh, the, I think it was the first week of uh, August. It was transition of Ralston Perina selling the team in St. Louis. Um, they didn't have a GM. They didn't have anything that kind of was going on. So 
I didn't have a contract. So I'm in Dusseldorf for about uh, two weeks, uh, training that team. And, you know, they offered me to sign. And then I get a call from my agent, Larry Kelly, out of Ottawa. And he goes, leave your equipment there. Just get home. Do not sign anything there. So I took off, jumped on a plane. And uh, a week later, I signed with St. Louis. Uh, Ron Curran came in as a GM. And um, Jacques Demers was the coach. And pretty much, uh, you know, Jacques looking at me. I'm 160 pounds. And he goes, we have Bernie Federico. We have Guy Schoenard we just signed. We have Blake Dunlop, Larry Patey, uh, Alain Lemieux, which is Mario's brother. And it's like, can you check? Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So, you know what? For three years, I was averaged around 52 points a year, but I got to play against the best players in the league. You know, Denny Sabard, Marcel Dion in those days, uh, obviously Gretz. And it, it's something that it, it, it taught me. And then towards the end of my uh, third year, I got an opportunity to play power play and different things, and things changed. But um, it, it was a great experience. And uh, Brian Sutter was my roommate for five years. And you know what? Out of all the Sutters, he was the toughest. Yeah. He, and so, you know how people say, don't take the game home with you? He said, take the game home with you. And he and like he was so intimidating. And it's just one of those things that I can't say enough about him because he taught me how to compete each and every night. This public service announcement is brought to you by our friends at CDN. Here's a crazy thought. Not all teamwear needs a team logo. Stand out in the crowd and rep your team colors with one of CDN's hockey hats. Listen, these hats are phenomenal. We just got ours a little while ago and we've been wearing them nonstop. You know when you find a hat you love and you just can't take it off? Yep. That's how we feel with our CDN hat. Every time we wear it out, we get asked, where did you get that hat? I know what you're thinking. How can I get one? Cue the details. Shop online 24-7 at www.wearecdn.ca and use the promo code 2MUTS for 15% off your order. Again, that's www dot we are cdn dot ca to get your new favorite hat and use the discount code two months at checkout for 15 percent off your order now back to the show very special we've had brent on a few times with us and you know obviously with our connection to hockey here in alberta and obviously them being the yeah the, go- the gods out here with the hockey world in, in that in that uh, mindset is it's just beautiful to see and beautiful to hear that someone like that you know was was a person that took you in and you know and I agree take the take the game home with you you know because I you know I never got to the, any high really high level but the level I got to is I was always like I want to take the game home with me and it was always number ninety three for me so yeah uh, awesome I, yeah so uh, awesome no it's uh, everything is ninety three on my in my household here but. Uh, uh, you know, before I throw to Phil, because he's a big Flames fan here and, and he wants to talk about going to Calgary. But, uh, you know, to get that two-way game, you kind of talked about it, Dougie, with um, 
you know, learning the, the defensive side when you're young, playing defense, and then, you know, transitioning into being the best, one of the best centers in the game and, and going to the Hockey Hall of Fame. But was there one of the mentors, like some of the coaches that you had in St. Louis that got you to really hone that too? Obviously you talked about some of the players, but, you know, Jacques Demers was one of the coaches there. How much did, how much did it mean to, to you to have him as a, as a head coach? Well, Again, the days were different, guys. Yeah. And it was a respect factor that uh, you didn't go out of your way to hit somebody because if, it's going to be a bench clearing brawl. And so you you had to understand the game was so different. And it was mean. It was tough. And going into games for me personally, and I'm going to go, I'm going to fast forward this when I'm in Toronto. And I'm one of the better players and it's like, okay, we're playing against Chicago. Chelios is going to run me every shift. Steve Smith's going to take my head off. Marchman's going to take my knee out. Um, Dave Manson's going to take my head off. So it's like, this is what you got to get prepared for before a game. And so, but again, Jacques Demers gave me the opportunity to learn the defensive game. And uh, Jacques Martin came in after, and that's when the fitness side of it came in too, which is a little bit different. Back in those our early days, uh, we were in training camp for two weeks before we played the game. We're doing two days and it sucked. So, but that's how you got in shape. So, um, as far as the coaching side, there's so many coaches that had a, you know, for your career that kind of, push you the right way and sometimes you didn't like certain coaches but at the same time it uh, i gotta say all the coaches because they, they you know you gotta perform yes and that's the biggest thing so um pat burns was unbelievable terry chris was great um jacques uh lemaire was probably fundamentally the best coach he started the trap and when I got traded from Toronto to Jersey, um, this is, he goes, this is our game plan. So it was pretty much Red Rover. Come on, guys. And my first game, I, I'm playing in Long Island, and I think I had a goal on three assists when I got traded out of Toronto. And I'm playing with Billy Guerin and Brian Rolson. So as soon as the puck comes and we turned over, we're gone. And it, it's kind of crazy that we didn't score more goals, but again, we we're kind of hidden. We're just, come on, come to us. And then we, if you throw it in, you get it past us. There's a guy named Martin Brodeur that would throw it right back to us. So, um, he technically, he, I, he was probably the smartest coach that I ever had. And, uh, but again, I, I thank all of them because everybody's got their own game plan and different ways. And, it's uh, it's something that uh, you, you grow into and you adapt. No, it's beautiful, man. That and that's what's the beautiful side of the game is. You know, we had just John Scott on just recently, and you know, he played two hundred and eighty six games, but uh, you know, he talked about all he, every place he was at, he was in the right place at the right time because he had the right right coaches around him that believed in him and, and it talked about what you just talked about with your dad there is you know the hard worth ethic you know if you worked hard you got you earned that so yeah and you know john's such a great guy um i've done a lot of stuff with him with uh, uh andrew jackson's uh, events with easter seals so i got to play 
against them. And I don't play anymore. I'm, uh, I go to the events as a coach slash because yeah. <laughs> you know, as I said, I'm turning 60. You know, I hadn't played in three years when obviously COVID and everything else. And I put my skates on for the first time the other day. And it was like, I was Bambi yeah. and it was like, okay, where did this go? Yeah. So, so again, I, I'm trying to play a little bit more and uh, not at a high level at all. Yeah. Like we're talking, don't come near me. Come back to get, her or what? No, no, don't come near me. Cause I, I can't get out of the way. And so uh, again, it's, it's some, it's a game that I love and we all love obviously. Yeah. And it, it and again, it's just uh, I retired at 40 years old, and you know, all of a sudden, 20 years went by after retirement. And it's crazy. Phil and I are, are uh, left wingers and right wingers, so we uh, we have a ball hockey team. So if you uh, we ever need a center, we might. Uh, well, that might be different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we might have to get you a contract. <laughs> so get you a center, but uh, Phil, I'll pass it on to you, and you can uh, go down the memory lane with the Stanley Cup run and the Calgary Flames tour. <laughs> So you get traded to the Flames at the beginning of the year of 1988. Um, I have a really cool piece I was going to show you. Oh, you can't see it because of this this background, but it's uh, I got I got the actual game sheets from Game Two of the Stanley Cup Finals, and uh, just some of the names on that list are unreal. Like this team was. Alexander Robinson, he stopped at the Calgary line. The net is empty down there for Mullen and for Gilmore. Gilmore has a shot to win it all here. He scores! Gilmore scores! With 103 left, Gilmore and Calgary lead 4-2. It takes nearly a lifetime for many hockey players to reach the ultimate. For many more, even a lifetime is not enough. But for these Calgary Flames... All these hockey players, coaches, management, they've made it. Calgary Flames, 1989. Stanley Cup champions. Just five seconds will prove it. If the play is called in an icing. <laughs> and they'll bring it all the way back, and the Flames are celebrating now. Why not? Well, you know, winning the Cup, it's one thing to chase your dream. It's quite another to catch it. The Stanley Cup, of course is the dream of every young player in Canada. And this May 25th of 1989, the Calgary Flames have captured their lifelong dream. And only the guys that win it know that inside feeling of euphoria. So many have missed. Here comes the siren. Here come the Flames. Champions. 1989. Who are some of the guys on that team that maybe weren't talked about so much and maybe you could you could touch on let me tell you a story how i got traded to toronto so um cliff fletcher brought me in and paul Baxter was assistant coach uh doug rice bro and doug and i didn't see eye to eye when we played against each other we didn't like each other and he was the assistant coach when i got traded there and then he became gm after cliff left he went to toronto and a year later, I got traded to Toronto. So, um, how can I put this indirectly? Is that that was an unbelievable team. 
And I was the first one to leave. Um, I knew I was going to be traded. And, you know, in those days, contracts, everything else. But, you know, Al McGinnis, Gary Suter, okay, Mike Vernon. Um, you go back on the D and Brad McCrimmon, uh, you know, Dana Merzen, Natras, Jamie McCowan. Um, they're big boys. And then I'm playing with uh, Colin Patterson, uh, Joey Mullen. Um, our first line slash first line, they're all first lines. And it's like new and Dyke Hawk and lube and Gary Roberts. And then your third line, you got Joel Otto, Tim Hunter and, uh, Kapunsky. Then your fourth line, you got Lanny and Yuri Herdina and some young guy named Theo Fleury came in. And it's just, it's, it's unfortunate that, um, I got traded because, you know, it, there's not too many dynasties anymore. Yeah. Um, but at that point in time, we we had a good team, man. Like we were solid. We won the President's Trophy that year. Montreal was one point behind us, and obviously we faced them in the finals. And uh, again, I can't say enough about the leadership on that team, and it was uh, it was amazing. And again, as People at Edmonton, I apologize, but it's it's like they won their their time, and and we we had a pretty good team. And, and unfortunately, it kind of changed when Cliff left, and uh, things changed. So, but again, how can I talk about that team? It's uh, it's it was a dream year, and you know what, we were good, um, and you know. It, we always have injuries and different things, but it's something that uh, it was it was phenomenal. Like, and you know, the scary thing is, it, in that year, is we almost lost the first round. Yeah. And you know, I went out Joel's auto skate in the net, and it's like after that, we beat L.A. Gretz in four, um, Chicago in five, and then Montreal in six, and it uh, it was. It's amazing. Great people in Calgary. I, I still have a lot of friends there. And, um, uh, again, that's, it's something that, uh, I was so happy and proud of, you know, playing 20 years and, and getting the finals once. And at least we won. It's, uh, it'd be a crying shame at the end of the day that if I didn't win it. So yeah, it would be for sure. Phil, you got more there? Absolutely. Yeah. It, I see. Uh, did you play with Mullen? You played with Mullen in St. Louis and in Calgary. Is that correct? Yes. No, I, but I, I didn't play on his line. But uh, Joey got traded to um, Calgary um, for a couple of guys. And, but they didn't want to sign him because he wanted $200,000. So it, it, it's, it, you think about it, yeah. it's like, you know, it, it doesn't make any sense, but yeah. And when I scored the empty net goal, um, in Montreal to kind of seal it, um, there was Rob Ramage, Joy Mullen, um, we're all kind of in the corner hugging each other. Cause there's, 
again, there's Rick Natchez came from I, St. I Louis. Watched, Rick, I watched that last night, knowing you were coming on. I watched that highlight last night. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, you're bang you, on. There was Natchez, Ramage, Wamsley, Joy Mullen, and I. We all came from uh, St. Louis, and it was uh, it was pretty pretty amazing when you you know obviously shut the door at that time and it's uh something that obviously i'll never forget what what was the feeling when that empty net goal went in like was it was it relief yet or was it more of like okay buckle down again here for this last little bit or yeah there's still about a minute to go and i know pat burns was i got traded there later and he was my coach and they never pulled the goalie and it was like we just kill the clock and crispy said if uh, if you're anywhere near the puck i want the puck so meaning if you want to go back on the ice for the last shift get me the puck and so i was out there for the last shift and i grabbed the puck and you can see it in some inter- vintage uh, uh cameos or uh, videos of uh, I'm giving the puck to Crispy and he puts it right in his pocket. So Nice. And then winning the cup in Montreal, what was that like? Like after after the game? Like only team to ever do it in Montreal. So You know what? It was so weird that year because um, we split at home and then we lost in I think overtime, double overtime or whatever it is. I think uh, uh, whoever scored, uh, Ryan um, it's, it was, then we had a banquet. Okay. They had a banquet for Emory awards and Joy Mullen was plus 55 that year, whatever it was, he got an award and we're just sitting there and we're looking at the Montreal table. They're up two to one against us and it seems like they're cocky and it's like, okay, let's take it back. and. Then it all changed, and it was, it was something that, um, as a competitor, as a player, like everybody competes. Don't get me wrong, but just you watch, you know, personalities. You watch uh, how they react to certain things, and it's like okay, it's uh, it puts a little, uh, little. I'm gonna say a little more excitement in your game screw them okay we're going at them tonight so the two months podcast is brought to you by free bars and free bars are arguably the best tasting energy bar you might have heard free bars on the podcast before and maybe you've tried them at edmonton's most popular farmers markets free bars focus on three main things for their bars one free bars are free of priority allergens including peanuts nuts dairy eggs gluten and soy second Free bars taste great. I was talking to Luke, the man behind free bars, and the comments they get while sampling is always positive. Everyone loves how they taste. Three, they are full of healthy and whole ingredients, nothing artificial and no preservatives. Free bars are made right here in Edmonton and they are quickly popping up in stores around the city. Free bars use a mixture of hemp hearts, honey, and gluten-free oats as their base. And then there are the three flavors, chocolate chip, mint chocolate chip, and the popular coconut. 
Freebar's list of ingredients is short. Like in the coconut, there's just hemp hearts, honey, gluten-free oats, shredded coconut, and coconut oil. That's it. As school gets back into the swing of things and hockey season starts, parents and kids are bringing free bars to the rink as a healthy, delicious snack. Want to try? Listeners of this podcast will get 20% off with the promo code Two Mutts. That's one word, Two Mutts, and the discount will be applied at checkout. Learn more about free bars by visiting us at Strathcona's Farmer's Market, Bountiful Farmer's Market, and St. Albert Farmer's Market, or online at freebars.ca. Want to pick it up at the store? Check out freebars.ca for a full list of our realtors. Don't forget the promo code two months and have arguably the best tasting energy bar today. That's free bars. Coach Rupper here from two months. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Now let's grab a knee. Have I got a deal for you? We have teamed up with Manscaped and we can save you some big time coin this upcoming NHL season. Guys, are your sticks and pucks getting hairy in the corners and gals, Is your goalie still using horsehair coopers? Well, let's wake up. Use the code 2MUTS to save 20% plus free shipping on Manscaped products. Listen, we all love to score and we all want to win the cup. Why not do it on a fresh, clean, smooth sheet of ice? That way we all win. Manscaped is the only way to go. Again, the code is two months to save 20% plus free shipping on Manscaped products. Now let's bring it in. Manscaped on three. One, two, three. <laughs> no, come home. It's a homecoming. Uh, you know, uh, obviously uh, you probably, I don't, I'm, a, I'm assuming you probably grew up as a Leaf fan. So, you know, from the kind of the area, but how special was it to, uh, to be a Toronto Maple Leaf and also be the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs as well too? Yeah. Um, Again, I didn't want to leave Calgary. Yeah. Okay. Because it was great guys, great team. And I knew I was leaving. Okay. So there's a story behind that. I heard Riseborough telling somebody else that I'm trading him and whatever. So I walked out at after New Year's Eve. We played Montreal. We won. And the next day I walked in um, to see Riseborough in the morning. And I said, well, I'm going to go play with Team Canada in Calgary. It's right there. And he goes, well, if you're going to do that, I'm going to trade you. So I knew I was going to be traded. So I just fast forward it. So there's a couple teams. I didn't, I don't know the other teams at all, but I got a call and said, you've been traded to Toronto. And I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. I'm going home. So again, I'm from Kingston, Ontario. And, I can't stand up because you know what? You think this deal wasn't ready to go? It was a 10 player deal. So it's, deal, it's, not, it's, it's not just, okay, let's trade five guys and five guys right now. Yeah. So this was going on for the work. So obviously I was, I was jacked and you know what? It's only Rick Wallace and I that left at the time. Uh, Kent Manorville was playing with team Canada. Um, McCallum was hurt. Uh, Nat was the third. So it's just, uh, Walmart and I, we fly in Detroit and, uh, <laughs> here's the story for you. It's like, <clears throat> so I get in the dressing room. First picture they take, I'm, I'm wearing number 14. 
And just for the picture, yeah. the morning skate. So I'm not wearing 14. Not a chance. <laughs> so, and in the summertime, believe it or not, summertime, in training camp, we played an exhibition game uh, against Toronto. And I knew the trainers over there and stuff. And I said, listen, I'm sure Cliff's going to get me, but uh, make sure Gudenyuk's in the deal. Like, why? It's like, because I want to wear 93. (laughs) (laughs) So when I got traded, Tom Watt's a coach, and Tom Watt was assistant coach for one in Calgary. So Tom Watt tells Brian Papineau, no more high numbers. So that's why I have 14 on the picture. And I said to Pappy, I said, I'm not wearing 14. That's Dave Keon, man. I'm not doing that. So I said, I want 93. And the other number was 16. So guess who wore number 93 his whole career and who's number 16 now in the Maple Leafs? So yeah, it's yeah. kind of interesting how that kind of worked out. But uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I said to Tom, I said, Tom, no, I want 93. So when I got to Calgary, number nine was a mustache guy, okay, named Lanny. Yes. 19 was this Tim Hunter guy. Well, I'm not going to get that because I want a nine in my jersey. Yes. 29 was Joel Otto. Well, I don't want that number, anyways. So that's when I went to 39. So. No, it's good, man. I said for me, it's always, always either what it, like in video games or whatever. It's either thirty nine or ninety three, wherever you can play. Yeah, video games got restrictions on teams that have their jerseys retired and whatever. But uh, no, it's pretty special. So obviously, you become a legend there. Uh, one of the great stories, uh, you know, I, 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 the pleasure to to kind of get to know the guys on Overdrive, and I know you know Jeff O'Neill very well. But uh, I love like him and Hayes and Noodles. They always kind of go down the the pea soup. Uh, story and stuff like yeah. that. Phil doesn't well, know it. But, here, uh, here, here's the story. I'm a GM with Kingston front next, the junior A team. And we're playing our last game uh, is Sunday it's in Windsor. So we were in Plymouth and Saginaw and we come back, Windsor, and then we're driving back and he's driving. Um, he's going to drop me off in Burlington and he's going back to Kingston. Well, there's an accident. So we're stuck on the highway. And I get a call. And it's like, have you ever been hung over when you play? Yeah. Back in the old days, it's different, okay? You, you played guilty and everything else. And can you tell a story? I said, well, yeah, I was at home. I didn't break curfew. And had some wine and relaxed. And um, next morning, skate. Was optional. Went right back home, and I lived like honestly, twenty feet from Maple Leaf Gardens at the time. So I was right beside Maple Leaf Gardens in the apartment, and so I made pea soup and a tuna fish sandwich, and um, I had six assists that night, and it was like on fire. Yeah, I, I couldn't. You can't, you can't make these stories. Up. I think Daryl Sittler's. Uh, 10 point game. I think he had like, I don't know, chicken fingers, maybe. <laughs> yeah, something that you, you never, you never do that. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, I was a pasta guy always the night before. 
during the day of, it doesn't matter what I want, but it's like the, the biggest thing that you can kind of tell every kid in minor hockey to everything else is drink as much water as you can until and I'm going to say this, your urine is clear because you're hydrated. And that's how I knew when I was ready to go. It's like, just, just pound the water back and you know, whether it's Gatorade now or whatever, bio steel, whatever they drink, but just, you got to hydrate yourself before a game. And that's the biggest thing. Um, so you go, you, how did you like view your time in Toronto? Like, obviously, you know, there's a lot of, I'm not probably the first person that's ever come to you with a story and said, I'm a Leaf fan because of you, but how special is it to hear stuff like that? You know, and you talked about earlier, like Mitch Marner, you know, wore 93 because of you. And, um, you know, how, how special does that mean to you when you get to, to, you know, when that happens to you, when you're doing these functions now that you're retired and get to kind of get back to the game? Well, you know, it's like when I did my book, for example, they were, after I retired, somebody asked me to do a book and I said, no. And the biggest regret that I ever did because my parents are gone when I did the book. So I could have had their opinion and everything else and more stories. And, uh, but it's, it's something that, um, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, it, 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 listen, it can go sour any, any time. Right. It's like, if you don't play well, okay. Nobody loves you. And the whole, the whole side of it, but it's just like you play this game to compete and whoever you're playing against, you want to beat them. And after the game, you always have friends on other teams and you see them, but you want to compete and you don't want them beating you. And so as being a Toronto Maple Leaf for five and a half years, uh, we had some good runs. Um, it, it was amazing. And it's just, uh, again, uh, as you move on, and all the teams are different and awesome, but <coughs> being, being almost nine years in Canada from Calgary to uh, Toronto, I get traded to Jersey. So Dave Ellen and I live living in a hotel in Secaucus, uh, New Jersey in the Meadowlands. And about two weeks go by, I finally get my car, bring it in, pull up to the gate. And the guy in the Meadowlands says, can I help you? I said, yeah, I play with the team. I don't have a parking pass yet. Parking pass yet. Just got my car. He goes, what's your name? Uh, Doug Gilmore. He goes, never heard of you park over there. I had to walk a mile and a half to get to (laughs) You leave leave Toronto and you go to Jersey. It's like, cheers, thanks. (laughs) Oh, Oh, that's rough. That's rough for sure. Here's here's the other, I had a buddy, he he owned Hespler at the time. And so, Steve Davies. So I get traded to Jersey and I signed a contract after my first two years with Hespler, like I was using the sticks and then the, the lease took, kind of took over my marketing stuff. So I signed with uh, uh, Carhu, which is uh, Coho and Titan. So um, I'm using a blue, actually it's a Coho stick, but it's, it says Titan on it. And so now the contract's done when I got traded. So 
Diesel calls me up, Steve DeHavis, and he goes, I want to send you some uh, sticks. I said, 100%. So he sends them to me, okay, white, red, and green. And we're black, white, and red. <laughs> I'm like, I can't use these sticks. Oh, no, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's hilarious. Um, you know, we're kind of tight for time, but you know, obviously you had their stops in Chicago and Buffalo. And, uh, you know, uh, we got a lot of Habs fans on our end of this pod, too. And, uh, you know, I know we kind of want to fast forward there in respect to the markets you played there, but, uh, you know, talk about playing in Montreal and I know Phil and I were, were shooting the breeze last night before the interview and we're like, what was going through Doug Gilmore's, you know, head when, you know, and I know you didn't mean to break the glass and you closed the get on the count. work his way through the deep. Look at this. He slammed the door and it went poof. Oh, and you know what had happened? The timekeeper, the penalty box guys, they thought it was a Carolina penalty because the penalty happened in Carolina zone. They had the other door open. Doug Gilmore got a little happy with the door. The officials won't let Gilmore go back to the bench here nor get closer to the Carolina players. I signed with Chicago Blackhawks because Bob Holford and um, Bill Wirtz, the ownership, they called me and said, we're going to sign Brett Hull as well. He's going to wear his dad's number. So I kind of agreed to it. Brett Hull signed with us two days later. Okay, that's not what I heard. Okay, so, <laughs> so I got traded to Buffalo and then I pretty much retired. 9-11 happened and I got a call from Ottawa Centers and Montreal Canadiens. Saku Koivu had cancer, and I haven't played, or I haven't skated in a month. So I think I'm done. The season started, everything else. So, real quick, I, I go to Montreal, and it's awesome. And so we beat Boston. We're eight seed, their first seed. We beat them uh, game six at home, and then we're playing against Carolina. I don't know, about seven minutes to go in the game. We're down two goals. I take a penalty. I slam the glass, and I put my head down. And my thought process was, okay, this could be my last game I ever play. I'm not big and strong enough to, to break the glass, but I'm not going to put my head up because I, I, I'm going to pretend this didn't happen. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. so that's, what, that's what it was. So uh, we just want to plug another sponsor uh, who's going to join us this year. That's Brody McIntyre. He's our resident uh, real estate agent. Uh, the closer. Closer, a.k.a. the closer. Uh, so Brody's, uh, yeah, um, give us a good ad read here of what, uh, you know, what, what people can look for and how they can get a hold of you and uh, how long you've been in the industry for, too. Hey, well, keep her quick, man. I've been doing this since 2004. Uh, do 99% residential, kind of the greater Edmonton area. I work for 3MAX, so we have the biggest market share 
out here. So yeah, it's a good good time to be alive in real estate. Lots going on and turning to a little bit of a buyer's market, but we can help you with uh, entry-level housing. Investments are really big right now. Rents are high. So if you want to invest, it's a great time and you're getting big money on rentals. So give me a shout anytime. Remax Professionals, 780-777-3694. Perfect. All right. Short and sweet. Well done, Brody. Look at the Broads coming in the closer. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. If you guys are looking at, at getting a hold of Broads, uh, just give him a shout. Uh, you also can follow him on uh, Instagram and uh, Facebook. He's in our bio. So, if you're wondering what the what his handle is, just look at our bio. It's in there as everyone else is. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, final one before we get you out. It's been amazing. Uh, you know, life, it, time goes by quick, as we just said, uh, you know, as we're get the start of the pod here with you, but, uh, I can't let you go without getting a comment on our, uh, on the beloved Toronto Maple Leafs right now. They're having a good season. Um, you know, uh, what's your, what's your thoughts of the season to date? And, uh, do you think this is the year that, uh, you know, they get past at least the first round and make a good run? Well, it's like anything else, guys. It's a good hockey club. Yeah. And um, if they can stay healthy, um, how the NHL puts everything together now is wrong. It's like, not if, right. If, they're gonna, yeah. if they have to face Tampa again in the first round, well, it's going to be a battle. And can they win? 100% they can win. And then next round, it's like, I don't know. I, I just think that, uh, again, I'm not part of the league. I'm, I'm an ambassador with the Leafs, but it's, you, you got to go by points. You do. And it, it just, it, it, it only makes sense because you can't play the same team every year. You know, I mean, in the first round, and one of the best teams or two of the best teams might be out. You know what I mean? Like one or the other. Yeah. And, and, that's I don't know. It's just uh, I'm sure they're going to figure it out one day, and maybe it's uh, top 18 teams in the whole league. Yeah, no, and it just it has to. It, you you play the game, 80 games, 82 games a year, whatever it is now. It's like you play to make the playoffs, and so a team, say in the other division. Is 15 points lower than you and you're not in? It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. I, yeah, I had this conversation with my uncle the other day, the other day, and then Ryan McDonough was on with Jeff Merrick and Elliot Freeman on his podcast. And he said, uh, they asked him at the end of it, uh, you know, what was the, your takeaway from the Leafs series last year? And he said, um, it was actually probably the hardest series that he's ever been in in his career. Um, you know, and that's that's round one, right? So like that should be yeah. not a cup final. That shouldn't be a round one. And we all love round one, but it needs to yeah. be it needs to be go, it needs to go back to the way when you played, in my opinion. So um, I loved it that way, and it felt more. So it's it, it's just it's just different. It is, and yeah. again, and it, I, I don't. I'm not being ignorant on it. No, it's just different. It's just different, and I understand the rules change. I get it, but the playoffs are more compete level, and that's you know for for myself personally, um, I couldn't wait for the playoffs. Yeah, because it's like okay, here we go, and you know what? At the end of the day, 
yes, I won one Stanley Cup, but I had a lot of points in the playoffs. I competed each and every night, and that's what that's what you want because I, mean, I forgot about this. So I apologize. No, no. Um, it's uh, when you go to the playoffs and you lose. People don't remember the regular season. They remember the playoffs. So make memories for yourself. And that's what it's all about. It's like, show that you're a warrior competitor and go play. And it's, uh, I don't know. To, to me, it's, it's the best time of the year. You're all making the same amount of money. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because those paychecks, you're, you're, you're tied. You're tied with your goalie in points. So yeah. it's like, let's go. Okay. So it, it's something that uh, it's electric. Again, I, the biggest thing I can say about the game is like what you miss about it. It's you'll never have that rush again when you go into the playoffs. And you step. I don't care. If it's on the road and or at home, it's so electric. It's amazing. Like I had to go through therapy at the end of my career because I thought my nickname was Boo. Every time we got on the road, it's like Boo. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you're doing something right. You are. If, you if are. They're booing you. Yeah. Yeah, you are. Um, yeah, man, I, I agree, Dougie. It's, it's so true and for and uh, very well said. And um, we'll end on this. Uh, you know, uh, four years ago, I started this podcast to kind of help with mental health of myself and others that listen. And, uh, you know, I grew up uh, idolizing you and uh, I was crushed. Uh, I was happy when you got traded back to Toronto. I was crushed when yeah. in Calgary and you got hurt um, and you couldn't make it to Edmonton. And, and then in which way uh, I'm a believer and God kind of works some magic here and you kind of got one more shift that I kind of got to see you play. And this was on the pod tonight and uh, I can't thank you enough and uh, all the best to you and your family and your kids uh, in 2023. And um, we'll be looking forward to seeing more of the collaborations. Uh, the OVO is a beautiful one. Uh, so I think you're, you're doing amazing. Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a Maple Leaf stuff. So, oh, okay. But, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, we need to get yeah, his own one then. So yeah, <laughs> I, no, I've got, I've got my own, uh, stuff on my website and stuff. And it's just, uh, honestly, guys, Congratulations. Good luck. Keep going. Thank and uh, you know what? Cheers for the Leafs. Exactly. Cheers for the Leafs. Yeah, and thanks, thank, thanks for scoring that uh, Stanley Cup winner, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I can't say enough about the Calgary Flames either. It's just like a great organization and uh, uh, a lot of great friends, obviously. Yeah, they are, they've been great to us. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for being on with us. It just means so much. So yeah. pleasure guys. Thanks, Enjoy. Guys. Thank you. 